Hey JD Tribe and welcome back to another episode of the Self-Care Spotlight brought to you by the Journal Deck and our Self-Care Collective online membership. And did you know that we have the Radiance Retreat, our annual self-care women's retreat coming up this late summer from August 31st to September 3rd in the woods of Ohio Powell, Pennsylvania? Along with yoga, meditation, and of course, journaling, we will study, explore, and discuss five different goddess archetypes from across the globe to connect with our inner feminine radiance and each other. We cook, we laugh, cry, dance, yoga, meditate, write, swim, go barefoot, and bear our souls. You can find information at thejournaldeck.com forward slash retreat 2018. I'm your host and founder, Alyssa Cousins, and today we have Stephanie Birch, aka at Steffi Now. In her everyday life, she's a play-at-home mama, yoga teacher, life photographer, writer, artist, Tahoe lover, a sucker for dark chocolate, dark beer, and a well-lived life. You can find Steph on her mat teaching with a wide open heart in Sacramento, California, and online at 108.com. So whether you are a newbie, a seasoned yogi, or yoga teacher, I'm very excited to share this real talk conversation with you guys as it's one that I've been wanting to have for quite some time after dealing with my own yoga exacerbated injuries and personal frustrations with the Instagram yoga space that sometimes feels like it promotes comparison, hello ego, uber bendiness, and yoga poses that aren't realistic for most bodies. We're two yoga teachers and students who aren't holding back. So if you dig truth-telling and want to have a more mindful yoga practice that feels good, I think you'll appreciate this episode. And with that, welcome Stephanie Birch to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Hi. This is really exciting. I am so excited to have you on here, Steph. Um, I, I know I told you before we hit record that I'm really excited to have you on the show today, but a little bit of context here, guys. I like to tell you all how I happen to know this awesome guest that I have on the show that I have every week. And Stephanie is someone I've honestly, honestly, Stephanie, I've been following you. It sounds so weird. I know when I say that, it's like, I've been following you. (laughs) I've been following you. I've been following you a long time. Yeah, it is. It's kind of weird, but that's online. So that's the world we live in. And I have, I've been following at Steffi now for years and It's so interesting that now I get to sit down and have this conversation with you when you've always been someone that I've I've followed and I've like really admired and looked up to and even more now as I'm seeing like you evolve as a person, as like just a human being and as a practitioner of yoga, as a student, as a teacher, I've been watching and seeing how it's been evolving and I know we're going to talk about that journey today, all things yoga and Instagram and all of the things. (laughs) So yeah, I know Stephanie from Instagram guys and it's at Steffi now and I'll let you kind of explain what I mean by the journey, but um, we're going to jam today, guys, on something I've been wanting to talk about on this podcast for a long time. Like, full disclosure, for those of you that don't know, I suffered from, oh gosh, it was exacerbated for sure through yoga, but um, chronic SI joint, low back pain. And it was exacerbated through yoga. So I want to talk about yoga injury today, which feels like this taboo topic in the yoga world. I want to go there. I want to talk about it. I want to talk about yoga on Instagram and how it is changing yoga and whether that's for the good or for the bad or is it for a little bit of both. So Steph is just really good at kind of just calling BS and getting right down to the the truth talking and being authentic and I appreciate that voice so that's why I said she's the woman that I want to talk to on the podcast about this conversation and we're so lucky because she said yes so she's here and we ready to jump in yeah I'm totally ready okay that was a long (laughs) intro but there we go so okay I want to start with, you have this amazing thing that you were saying on Instagram. I don't know if it's still in your bio or not, but you were saying, and I think this kind of just like sets the tone for how your evolution has happened, and you can kind of jam a little bit on that evolution, but you said, making Instagram great again. 
Yes. I, I, it's still in my bio. Is it? Okay, I thought so. Totally. Yeah. Where did that come from? Why do you say it? You know, what is this evolution that you're that I, that everyone can see that's followed you? Like, you're definitely evolving in ways. So where did that come from? What's going up with, you know, going on with you? And how are things, like, shifting? Gosh. Uh, well, you know, I just, I wanted to just be funny for one. I think I'm really funny, but I don't really share a lot of my funny personality online or I hadn't in a, like really. Mm-hmm. I was always so serious about posting yoga photos and writing and talking about life and motherhood and um, what I'm going through, but not really diving in like too personal. And, uh, you know, the thing about Instagram or any social media is it's so inundated with just look at me, look what I'm selling, this product, this sponsorship, this collaboration. Look how amazing we are. Look how fucking bendy we are. Um, just like the, the promotion of look at me. Now you go be great again, but you're not me type of, uh, mm. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's just, we're just so focused on the picture perfect or how we present ourselves on media. And I just got really tired of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I got really bored too. Yes. Uh, as, a, as a student and, uh, and yoga teacher. And, you know, having yoga classes online on 108, for example. I got into this pattern thinking, ooh, I have to post a yoga pose photo because I'm a yoga teacher or practitioner or I like associated that I had to do that. And then there came a point, it was just last summer even recently and even the year before, I said, I'm so tired of posting yoga poses. Yeah. I don't really care about that. It's my practice is not something that I that I film or that I photograph. All the poses and even the short videos that I would, you know, put on Instagram. And even today I posted one, just a short of like this is how I'm moving my body. Uh it it, it wasn't my practice. Ever. Ever, ever, ever. And, uh, I don't know. I just, I almost deactivated my entire account because I just thought, I don't really want to participate in this. I don't want to be known as an Instagram yogi. And every time somebody would ask me about Instagram or talk about it, I always feel, felt very ashamed of it. Mm. Uh, just having a following. Yeah. If you will. And I, I just did because you do. I know you can't see me. Yeah. Because you do. What you have, like I don't know, eighty thousand followers or something, don't you? Well, yeah, and they keep dwindling down. Thankfully. And I was gonna, followers. you know, I was gonna ask you about that because you know I. That's just something that happens. It's like when you start to. I mean, honestly. I have now, it's, you know, I have this business, right? Like, I'm trying to make this, like, conscious business. So I have the journal deck. But then I have, technically, where you know me from was, like, at Sunflower Girly. I never changed my name. That was, like, my first handle I ever made. And I was like, I love sunflowers. I'm keeping it. So (laughs) I kept it. That's, like, my personal one. I just keep losing followers and losing followers and losing followers. Because I'm not posting like I used to. I used to be Same. like you. I was like all yoga all the time. Like if you go back far enough, you will see that it's like literally all yoga all the time, right? Yeah. Yeah. And eventually I got really sick of that. And I was like, you know, it's like you said, it's not about the pretty yoga photo. It's not right. about like can I do the perfect handstand? Can I get right. that arm balance? Like, do I look the same when I do that shape in my body? Um, right. I, I agree with you. I got so tired of it. And I, I agree. I got bored. So bored. Well, and that, yeah. And, and that's the thing, too. Uh, and starting to teach yoga, I've been teaching yoga for three and a half years. I'm, I still very much feel like a baby teacher. 
And what I started to realize very quickly, uh, teaching yoga to real life people that are not on Instagram, for example, is I'm working with real body types, real life experiences. Not to say that Instagram yogis are not real body types or real life experiences. Mm -hmm. However, the people that are coming into my classes just want to move their body. Yeah. Very small amount, you know, want to work towards an actual pose or get that handstand. People just want to move their body, feel good, challenge themselves, and let it all hang out. And they're there to show up and be in their body. They're not there to see yoga. Nobody cares if I can do a handstand Mm -hmm. as a yoga teacher. Mm -hmm. But they do care how much I care about them, their practice. And if I can guide them, support them in a safe, loving, you know, uh, you be you, you do you in this moment in this class. That's what they care about. Right. Uh, and, and that quickly came, became a realization for me. And I used to focus on even just on social media, like, Oh, check out this fun arm balance. Here's the thing. I love arm balancing. I love getting upside down. It's fun. And I used to post a lot of like complicated poses and that sort of thing. And I worked really hard, you know, to get those poses. I started posting less and less and doing more, uh, more like posting uh, photos of yoga poses that were more accessible or relatable because I didn't want to scare people away from coming to my class thinking, oh, all we're going to do is forearm stand, (laughs) you know, or put my foot behind my head or, yeah, yeah. I I have never taught put your foot behind your head. (laughs) Not in one class. I mean, not in one regular weekly class ever. Me either. I have uh, brought it in in a workshop. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of that stuff I realize are workshop things. I'll break down handstand or I'll offer it, but it's very little. Like I I like to maintain – I like to maintain a class in the energy and I don't do a whole lot of breaking down in a regular class. That's more like workshop stuff. Every once in a while I'll pull it in or pull it out, but uh, it's really important that I just create a class, you know, for people that show up on a weekly basis that just want to move, challenge and feel good. (laughs) So do you feel like you said, you know, well, I'm not really posting like the, the perfect, you're not. I mean, anyone can look at your post, your 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 feed right now, and it's if you again, if you scroll back through, you know, Steph's feed. Like, I remember when you were always you were not posting those, you know, beautiful yoga poses, and you are a great photographer, so that helped. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, thing. I am a photographer mm-hmm. too, and so yeah, and I love imagery. I right. love taking photos of other people way more than I like taking photos of myself. But mm-hmm. I felt like I was uh, put in this box, right? in this representation. And then I also felt this need to, like, represent yoga and my teaching and my practice in a very real way of, no, I'm not a, a sponsored yogi. Um, mm-hmm. You couldn't pay me enough money to put on your yoga pants and promote them. And why I do you think that is that. for you? Like, why do you, th- what, what, what is that in you that's like, no, nah, that's not for me? I just think re- remembering back to when I first started yoga almost 10 years ago, I could not afford a hundred dollar pair of pants. And even if I'm being real today, like in, in our family budget and stuff, I'm not buying yoga pants every single month. Like almost never <laughs> until they get really stinky. <laughs> yeah, I'm really practical too. Uh, I, we live in a really teeny tiny house. I, um, I used to accept free clothing, free things. Um, I used to accept, uh, you know, sponsored posts, get paid to post. And I'm not saying that I, it's a used to, like I'll never do it again, <clears throat> but it has to really fit like what I'm about. It has to fit my values. If I ever choose to get paid for a post, 
and yoga pants is it's just not enough like yeah. I, we don't need yoga pants to practice yoga and I think we're we're actually really sick in the head if we think that yoga pants attaches uh, our self-worth our self-love I think we're really sick when we attach followers to our self-worth our self-love I think you know, worrying about engagement on social media um, can, you know, I, I think there's nothing good that can come out of that. So did that make you nervous to, like, to do this transition, like, to go from that evolution? Like, it, it, it's from one thing and kind of moving into another realm of where you are now where, honestly, you're posting actually a lot of hey, this person really inspires me. I'm going to put up their video. You know, it was so funny because I saw my friend on your feed. I saw Zen Punk. And I was like, hey, that's Clayton. (laughs) And, you know, has that... He's also from Pittsburgh, guys. I'll put him in the show notes. So he's awesome. Um... Was that hard to be like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm kind of going to go maybe, this might even offend some people. Was that a hard transition for you or did that feel natural to change? I have felt so much more alive now, uh, posting what I'm posting now than ever. It, I, I feel, well, I feel like it's, it relates to when I first started yoga and I, when I was first posting a couple of poses on Instagram, like in, I don't know, 2013, when I went to my first teacher training, like being like that person that was like so excited to share the practice, I was yoga barfing on everyone <laughs> just from excitement. Like you have to do this. You want to do this. <laughs> it's changing my life. And I feel the same. And it feels, for me, I think other people should be seen and heard uh, on, you know, in air quotes, my platform. I want to show people that inspire me, that are working really hard. And uh, it's, I I don't know, I just find so much more value in sharing the people that light me up. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes they're not they're not yoga practitioners either, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. It's exciting because now people get to see who my teachers are and who I'm learning from. And I think that just, you know, keeps us growing. Yeah. I mean, I, I know that if, if anyone goes on your page, they'll just feel like they, and I don't know that this is, I don't know that this is true on most people's Instagram accounts, but it feels like you. I will say that, Steph. It feels like you, I don't know you personally, but I'm like, I think that this is her. Like, this is her. Yeah. And that's nice. That's really refreshing on, on social media. So good for well, you. And, 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 <laughs> you know, to touch back on your question, like, um, about what, was I scared? Or, or mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly what you said, but it's a little scary mm-hmm. to make this this public change but at the same time this is me offline now presenting online right a little bit more about what interests me how I can be super silly how I can you know show you my sass and my grumpiness <laughs> my real you know this is what I would say to friends. Uh, and I, I have written this a lot in my newsletters about the why. And yes, it was a little terrifying to change it up because I had the assumption that if I, and that's why I wanted to deactivate and just like forget about it. I had some loving friends that said, no, if you remove yourself, that doesn't change anything. Be a part of it. Be a part of the conversation, the dialogue. Mm. And put yourself out there because if you run away from it, that doesn't change anything. Right. You can't be a part of that change. And part of me was like, I don't want to be. (laughs) And then I just, you know, I just said, yes, like what, I'm just going to continue forth. And it was terrifying because my income is, you know, a part. 
partially attached to being online. Right. I, I, ha- I make an income, you know, I'm able to pay our rent and put food on the table and we don't live a big life by any means. Um, but it is scary because I'm, I was on that, um, you know, and that's the thing about social media too, is like that algorithm. Like I just said one day, like I'm not participating in the algorithm. If you want to come see what I have to say, they're going to come see what I have to say, but I don't care how many comments, I don't care how many likes. I'm just going to put myself out there the way that I want and mm-hmm. as me, fully me. So, and that, and, and, and that has, you know, I think some people are a little bit surprised. I think the majority are just very loving and welcoming and it's been natural <laughs> for them to see, but you know, I'm not posting pretty photos or I'm not letting the prettiness lead the charge like I once was right. to be like that attraction. I think it's kind of empty. Mm-hmm. We all love pretty, but it's such a fantasy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we do love fantasy, you yeah. know. <laughs> so on that note, okay, yoga, Instagram, social media, all that fun stuff. I want to talk about that taboo topic mm-hmm. of yoga and injury. And I know that, you know, your practice has changed as you've evolved as a student. Mm-hmm. Mine has definitely evolved. Um, it is this taboo topic that people, it doesn't feel like really talk about. I think you even mentioned that once in a post I read, you know, why aren't we talking about this? Like, mm-hmm. let's just talk about it. Like, people, you know can get hurt in yoga it happens it happens like what a good deal I mean we're doing things with our bodies that they're not necessarily used to doing or we're not properly you know warming up or whatever so what was for you you know can if you're willing to share like what was that yoga injury um that you know if I said for me it was my SI joint in my low Mm -hmm. back um Mm -hmm. what was that yoga injury that kind of caused you to rethink your practice and how you approach movement in your body. Well, I had two, uh, two, two points. One early on uh, uh, was a shoulder injury from a really alignment-based practice, like overly focused on perfecting stacking, uh, rotate, 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 rotate. <laughs> And just, I was such a good student, such a good student for the teacher that I I didn't listen to my body and my own Mm -hmm. body's feedback of saying, stop, halt. Uh, And it was this overcorrection of my shoulder and trying to get handstand. And uh, I finally just backed off because... I said, this isn't worth it. Like, I don't, I don't care about getting handstand. But it made me take a step back in the hyper-perfect alignment. And we have to remember that as yoga teachers, most yoga teachers, uh, we have very little knowledge on anatomy. And we have very little knowledge on even alignment because I think alignment teaches awareness but awareness has to play a role in your personal practice for alignment and what is best for your body and so that made me take a step back and also at the time I was teaching yoga and realizing ooh, we can't do these shapes in one way for every single body type it's impossible. Mm-hmm. It's impossible to be a textbook yogi. So I started changing how I practiced in my body a little bit, just fine-tuning and really listening to what my body's feedback was. At the time, I hated Warrior One, and I couldn't figure out why. And I, through trial and error and figuring it out, I got into a Warrior One shape, and I... I know you can't see me again, but I'm doing air quotes. <laughs> and it doesn't it doesn't look like the textbook. 
but this is what works for my body. Right. So more intuition, uh, but still very much paying attention to teachers like Laura Hyman, who's a physical therapist. Yes, I I follow her. I will listen to anybody that is a yoga teacher, but also heavily educated in like physical therapy or body movement, physiology, um, Alexandria Crow. She's another one that I'm nerding out on. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, And then uh, a year and a half ago, almost two years ago, it was summer 2016. I was on a photo shoot and just warming up my body for a yoga photo shoot. And I was on a a dance floor that was dusty. And so I went in to warm up into the splits. And I went too fast to lower down. And it wasn't like I had my fingertips down, but my foot slid because it was really dusty and slippery. And I wasn't, I just wasn't paying attention. I was trying to rush my warm up too. So there's that. And I had an excruciating pop where I tore my hamstring at the attachment and I, it was two days before I had to go to Kauai and teach a yoga retreat. (laughs) And, um, thankfully here in Sacramento, I have one of the best sports therapists that I go and see every time I'm injured, which I should, or not even just injured. Like I've injured myself not even in yoga, like a slip and fall on my tailbone injury or picking up laundry and rotating one of my ribs. Like I've injured myself not doing yoga too, Mm -hmm. but I see a sports therapist and she's amazing here. And thank God she was available to help me give, like give me some tools to take with me while I was away for two weeks. But I could not, um, the, the moment I stood up, the sensation of having my leg feel like this dangling sensation Ugh. of something is off and we're way wrong. So <clears throat> I, yeah. And, and I have to say, I still feel that injury and I've taken really good care of my body. I no longer even do half Hanuman on that leg or, or full Hanuman, of course, but I, it had my whole practice had a change and I I've been on the study of hamstring strengthening butt strengthening you know booty like take care of your butt yes me too you know we need that support system and so I and and I you know I went through points of being like devastated I was angry frustrated thinking like, how could, you know, why am I doing this? Why do we need to do the split so much in a yoga class? And I, I won't even teach it. I won't teach it unless, unless if it comes up where we've done a ton of hamstring strengthening, uh, or we've really worked on mobility, you know, FRC stuff and, yeah, just knowing our range of motion, especially in our joints, it's not something that we really pay attention to in yoga, especially in a group class. It's really hard to teach to 40 people in the room or more, you know, and make sure everybody is well taken care of. And so one of the things is I've taken a lot of things out of my practice, therefore I'm taking them out of my teaching because there are just some poses I don't believe in practicing or teaching right now. Until I get my body to a place that is really well uh, taken care of or prepped, um, we're just not going there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. It's, yeah. I had, you know, really similar in terms of like a, it was a wake up call. It was my yoga injury wake up call. Mm-hmm. And for years and years, I had this like chronic pain in my SI. And first of all, I never knew it was my SI joint because mm-hmm. I went to so many doctors. Yeah. I went to, you know, an orthopedic, people that are supposed to be able to like 
tell you what's wrong when you explain what's hurting. (laughs) And I had an MRI done. I had an x-ray done. Um, You know, I'm like, dude, I am in my 20s. Like, this isn't cool. Like, you know, this something's not right here. I know I have scoliosis. I do. I wore a brace when I was 11. Like, I know my spine is messed up. I get that. I know it's an S curve, but like, what is there? Some is it is it causing something else? Like, what 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 is this pain? No one could ever give me answers. Never. I never had that. Like how you had that hamstring. Like you know the moment it happened. Yes. I didn't have that, and so it was so elusive and confusing. And doctors telling me there's nothing wrong. There's nothing on this MRI, and you know, I was. Like kind of, and I don't know if you had uh, this at all. You, you said you kind of got angry, but I too was angry, but I was also in a little bit of disbelief that my yoga practice yes. could be exacerbating something oh, sure. in my body. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like, it's not the yoga. It's not well, the yoga. I, I very much felt that way with my shoulder stuff. Mm-hmm. It couldn't be the yoga. Yoga is meant to be healing. You can't, or I, I've had so many teachers that say, you can't get injured in yoga or yoga is to heal injuries. You know, we get, and I'm now more than ever, I am very careful on my language and how I present the practice because I don't want to falsely advertise anything like this might be healing for your body, you know, uh, (laughs) but like I had, I've ha- and I still have to check myself from old old language habits or ideas or or whatnot. But at the end of the day, like I'm the one that's responsible. Like I I did this. I'm not blaming a teacher. I, I'm certainly you know I'm not going to blame myself over it. Like in a way that's like I feel regret. I've learned a lot. I'm I'm actually really grateful the times that I've hurt myself even outside of yoga because. I've really gone in and learned more about the body. Yeah. It makes me a better teacher, but gosh dang it, I don't want to injure myself, you know? I don't want to have to injure myself to learn about the body. Yeah. To be a better teacher. So it's really like that preventative maintenance. And yeah. and also, I take full responsibility for pushing too hard, mm-hmm. for not listening, yeah. for doing the splits on a warm-up. Um, yeah, I... It's entirely up to me, and so I really encourage that and teach that to people that show up in my classes, too. Like, you, you're in your body. You are your best teacher. If I call out something that doesn't make sense, or you look over, it doesn't make sense, or you feel something, like, sharp, it doesn't make sense, come out. Right. And I think in a group class, it's the hardest thing because we want to move with the crowd we don't want to be left out we don't want to do our own thing but some of the most empowering students that I see in the room are really taking care of themselves yes or like they're gosh forbid they're grabbing a block or doing Mm -hmm. something I I'm like I pass out two blocks every single class yeah and even if people toss them aside or push them away I will sometimes poke a little bit and go we're gonna use these blocks everybody you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> just because we've got to, we've got to be, make friends with our assistants, like in our, an assistant is a tool, you know? Yes. We've I always say friends. that. <laughs> I say that too. I'm like, okay, grab your, I call it your block friend. I'm like, okay, we're going to grab our block friend. <laughs> yeah. I like that. <laughs> you can steal it. You can steal it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I always say that. We're going to use our block friends today. And I always say they're here to support us. They are not crutches. Don't think of it that way. They are our support system. I sound like super corny, but I'm like, you know what? If it helps you to accept that this is just like a really awesome tool, great. You know, then I'll I'll call it a block friend. But I, I had to do the same thing. Like I, so I'm just sitting here shaking my head because I resonate so much with having to learn to use props and be like these are these are a great thing and bend through my damn knees more bend through my knees you don't need to have a perfectly straight back leg when you're in a high lunge I bend my back knee a little bit oh my god like sue me 
I, I, I teach I that way now, too, for the most part, because I see a lot of people trying to make this perfectly straight leg, and I'm like, it's just jutting into your low back. Mm-hmm. And even in downward facing dog, you hear so many people say about getting the heels all the way down to the ground. Yeah. And I don't like that. Any- like, there's so many things I'm unlearning. Yes, same. Yeah, so same. I, I it was so much. And, guys, I don't want to make this sound, and I'm sure Stephanie would agree, I don't want to make this sound like I just learned all this overnight. I learned about okay, I need to bend through my knees more, or I should really be icing, you know, if I feel like I need to, you know, if something, if my back's bothering me, I should be icing. Yes, Biofreeze is one of my best friends. Yeah. Biofreeze. Yes, Biofreeze. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's amazing. Or sometimes I use the salon pause patches for heat. So Epsom salt baths. Yes. If you can take a bath. Oh my gosh. We... We've got to take care of our body. Like, wrist warm-ups before and after class, you mm-hmm. know? I will tell students if we take the time to do some wrist stuff. Some of the classes I teach are very short, 45 minutes in an hour. Sometimes we can't even do some of the smaller things, but I'll say, okay, well, I'm going to show you this today, this wrist warm-up, this ankle warm-up. Now, from now on, before you come to class, do this. Every class, you know, um... Because it's important. Like, we need to, we, and as students, and I, I say this all the time, one hour of yoga it is not going to undo an entire day of sitting. Yep. yep. Or being in one position. You've, you have to, you have a responsibility to take care of your body outside of this class. Mm-hmm. You have to. You have to. Absolutely. So, and, and same with, like, I had to relearn my posture. That's something that Clayton um we talked about uh, Clayton, um, Zen Punk in Pittsburgh. Like, he helped me with my posture and realizing that my pelvis naturally has a little bit of an anterior pelvic tilt. And, yes. Um, like, yes. that's not helping with my low back. Basically, guys, it's where you're booty popping majority of yes. the day. Um, <laughs> so I was sitting like that kind of naturally. And I even know this is, like, maybe, like, TMI, but even my uterus. I have a tilted uterus. Like, mm-hmm. everything about me is, like, a little tilted, and I didn't know mm-hmm. that. And I wouldn't know that until someone tells me that. I mean, my spine is crooked. Like, okay, I get it. There's some weird stuff going on. It's just things I'm aware of in my body now. You have to be your best teacher. This isn't yes. stuff that I learned overnight. This three oh. years of figuring out, oh, it's my SI joint. What the hell is an yeah. SI joint? I don't even yeah. know what that is. It's a shock absorber. Like, who do? And <laughs> it's really important. Yeah, I mean, you just, you have to pay close attention to your body. Even in chair pose, for example, I don't teach a lot of chair poses unless I'm teaching an Ashtanga class, but I teach a squat. I've re- almost replaced chair with squat, a bear squat, which is knees bent, chest forward, booty back, uh, typically. Um, or we do lots of variations of it because for me on a personal level, my, my hips need so much space. So my natural stance is never feet together ever, 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 ever. It feels incredibly uncomfortable, unnatural to me. I need at least at minimum, uh, hip width distance. Like Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a, I like to stand wide. My hips need that space. My pelvis needs that space. Uh, even, you know, I made a funny post about, you know, if one more person tells me to take the natural curve out of my spine and chair pose, I'm going to lose my effing mind. <laughs> and it's true because it's a teacher that's one unskilled, two, that's not paying attention. That is not going, oh, natural curve. Hello, the word natural is in front of the curve. Like, And you cannot take the curve out of your spine. It curves four different, like, like I just want to like bang my head against the wall <laughs> a little lovingly. And I'm glad I do it at home, but <laughs> yeah. You know, so. Yeah, and all of our bodies are so unique. Yeah, the bodies are unique. And what works for me Mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily work for you. I have to be aware that my butt always wants to stick out too much. It hyperextends. So I have to pull my upper ribs in because otherwise I'm Mm -hmm. way dipping into my lumbar spine. So, yeah, it's kind of like those are things that um, 
you become aware of more. Like, you, mm-hmm. you become aware of more as you be- become a better student of your body, guys. And you will. If you have yeah. injuries, guys, you have to, like, go in there and just try to be your best advocate and your best teacher. And Always. I would say don't don't give up and do not accept that you are just going to be in pain for forever. Like, p- please don't accept that. I, I you know, yeah. I, I never would want anyone to just be like, well, fuck, I'm just... You know, if that would have been me, <laughs> I am I'm currently 27. If I would have been three years ago when I was still in this and I was, my practice was still very trying to be super bendy and all of this different mm-hmm. stuff, not being mindful. If I would have just resided myself to saying, I'm just going to be in pain and not, not try to change my practice not try to did done the research, not try and find teachers, work with people like Clayton, find a chiropractor mm-hmm. who's not going to crack my spine, who's actually going to try a different technique because I'm telling them this isn't working for me. Please try something different. For yeah. gosh sake, stop cracking my spine. Like, let's do something different. Um, I, you have to, you have to put in a lot of work. I literally could probably do a whole show notes like a, a pdf i could probably should make a free pdf sure. for back, like back pain all the things i had to do that might not work for another person but see all the things the icing i used cbd oil i did blocking yeah. technique in chiropractic instead of spinal adjustment you probably have your own i call it a recipe i had yeah. to make my own recipe same i uh i have to pay close attention to my back uh especially after having a child more than ever, uh, I've paid more attention to my low back, my hips, and my pelvis after, I mean, my son is six years old, but, (laughs) you know, I've had to pay really close attention. I stopped deep back bending, uh, because it didn't matter what I did. I was just compressing at the base so much. Yeah. I've got tight shoulders, and when I took away getting really bendy in, you know, wheel pose or getting on my forearms and going over into a wheel pose, I, once I took that out of my practice, I stopped having low back pain Mm -hmm. almost immediately because my body, the only way I can do wheel without having long-term pain in the low back is if I take two blocks up against a wall or I hold somebody's ankles and press up into a back bend. Um. And I don't have a teacher that's going to just come up, let me borrow their ankles every class, you know. So I, I stick with bridge pose, mm-hmm. you know. And, and, and that's just my body. I even had a teacher recently, we were talking about back bending and and she works really hard at getting really bendy. And she said to me, you know, I'm just working through the pain. Oh. Yeah. And I said, and I, cause I gave her my example and how I've backed off. And she goes, well, sometimes you just have to work through the pain. And I'm like, mm, I disagree. You know, there's a difference between like superficial muscle, like long, like big muscle group pain and, you know, bone compression. Right. You know? Uh, and so teaching people even the difference, like, uh, I'm fine with having like sore quads, you know, or, you know, there's a, a huge working, difference, a huge difference. And so when she said that, I, I felt, you know, that's unfortunate because if she still works through the pain, I can only imagine what her classes are like. If she's willing to put herself in this position of, well, you just have to work through the pain. Yeah. Someday it'll go away by back bending more deeply. And I don't agree with that. Yeah. At all. At all. And so it it is my guess I've not taken her class. It is my guess that she probably pushes her students too. Cuz yes. what you practice is what you teach. Yes. Yes. I don't I don't agree with that. I I don't agree with the no pain no gain philosophy. Mm-mm, especially on a yoga mat. Yeah. Nope. Nope. And I tell my students that all the time. Um, and I also guys like disclaimer here, 
I am not, and neither is Steph. We're not saying if you are some real, if you're a naturally flexible person, you know, again, your body is your body. You know what intuitively right. feels good and what doesn't. I am right. not, I'm not hating on you for be having a bendy body and being able to put your foot behind your head and do amazing wheels where you can bring your feet towards your head or anything. We're not right. saying that. Not at all. If you can do it in a safe way and if like there is still strength in your practice and all of that, I think it's just about finding that balance between like soft and fierce, flexibility and strength, like all of those yummy things where there's that balance, that, that play that's going back and forth and happening. That's what I think we're, we're trying to say here. Okay. So please don't like write in and, or be like, you know, you're hating on my practice or whatever. No. That's not it. That's really not it. This is just to like bring more mindfulness into onto your yoga mat and as an extension of that into your life. So, and that's the thing too. I I also oh I have to say this often. I I have to say this almost as a disclaimer every time I make an opinion or have a bias on something. And that's the other thing that I've gotten really clear on: like no longer being neutral on some things. For good reason, for my own ex- from my own experiences, but just because I say something is not for me is not the same thing as me saying something is not for you. And so, I'm sharing my experience and what has happened, and same with you. Like you're sharing your experience and what has happened, what you've learned. And I I, I hold a clear bias. Uh, like we've got to stop over glorifying flexibility. Yeah. We have to, we have to, because we, I think flexibility is amazing, but if you get to the point where you are able to do all these crazy acrobatic acrobatics, um, I, I get a little worried. I get a little worried. Like your body is no longer able to give you feedback. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Your body, you have no boundaries no boundaries. So Mm. when people say that they're very tight, I would rather work with the tight people. (laughs) Yeah, I I know. I actually completely understand what you're saying. And it's funny that you just said boundaries only because I never thought of it in that way, that if you're really flexible, like you don't have the boundaries, you don't have the feedback. Um, I haven't thought of it in terms of boundaries and our, Mm -hmm. we have this online membership and our theme this month, no shed is boundaries. So I love boundaries. They're our best friends. Yeah. So that's very (laughs) fitting. (laughs) Oh, that was like, you know, really good boundaries. I do know that about myself. I've always had really good boundaries, like in life. Yeah, that's... Uh, ever since I was a kid. We're I, working I, on that. Yeah, I just... Um, and I can come off as really aloof sometimes because of that. And, and, and I don't mean to, but it takes me a little bit to warm up. It, it really does in personal relationships. Mm-hmm. But once I'm warm, you know, I'm so there and I'm all in. Yeah. Um, but I'm also really good at taking care of myself. So if I've got a relationship or a friendship or something like that, that is not to get off subject. Sorry. No, you're fine. This is on subject. I mean, literally, okay. like we're discussing this in the S. It's called the Self Care Collective, and oh, our theme is boundaries. Like we're talking about boundaries in all aspects of life. So you're on topic. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good. So we'll stick to the monthly theme. But I'm really good. I will, you know, disconnect a friendship or even. Even just recently in my personal life, I, I will I will walk away if something just doesn't feel right or is on, like if we're not on par with one another or whatnot, I, I don't stay. Life is too short to, you know, have people in your lives that don't build you up, that don't encourage you, that don't challenge you, or that don't, you know have a shoulder available when you're, when you're needing a shoulder. And so I think it's really important to know who your people are. And as I get older, I'm going to be 35 next month. As I get older, my friend circle, my, my nuts and bolts, you know, people get smaller, right? They get smaller. I, I call them flat tire friends. You can call <laughs> in the middle of the night and they're going to be there. 
That's cute. It's it's so vital and yeah, I, and and most of my really 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 like nuts and bolts friends, they're not yoga teachers or mm-hmm. in the yoga world. In fact, like even one of my best friends just tried my yoga class for the first time uh, in three and a half years, and he was like, "I loved it, thank you. I won't be back." <laughs> that sounds like my fiance. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, on that note, like that. on that note of you know, self care, right? Um, I ask everyone in this podcast, if you had to like sum it up in some way, I know it's a big question, but what does self-care mean to you? It means spending a lot of time by myself. I need solitude like I need my morning coffee. I do. I, I recharge when I spend time alone and it doesn't have to be a really long time. Some days I need more time than others, but that's how I take care of myself. And I can talk about, you know, taking a bath or, you know, going out for a walk by myself and things like that, that are, are kind of in the self-care trendiness of taking care of you. But I need alone time, so I need time for me to just either write, think, meditate, uh, even sketch. I love sketching sometimes. Um, Just being creative in general or reading a book. Oh, reading a book is is such a gift, Mm -hmm. (laughs) especially being a mom. And now that my son is, you know, he's in first grade, I feel like when he start was in kindergarten was the first time I started reading books again. Yeah. Just to have like the time, the time or make the time, you know, mm-hmm. I know it's really hard, especially taking care of uh, children. It's, it's oof. It's like you, you've got to find your mama warriors that will come over, watch your kids or something. I, I hope that somebody has somebody in their lives to help them. Like, like, it takes a village for us to, to move and grow and to just raise the future. It mm-hmm. takes a village. And so that we can also take care of ourselves mm-hmm. to continue to raise those children. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't know that yet. I am not a mama yet, but um, I can only imagine. I can imagine. All right. We have come to some rapid fire questions. So, are you ready for? Are you ready? I'm game. Okay. So, whatever comes to your mind, the first thing, just say it. Okay. okay. Uh, let's see here. In terms of self care, I could be better at spending more time by myself. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> My favorite form of self care movement. Or exercise is? Mm, That's a tough one, especially since I started introducing so much mobility work for my joints. I'm going to say mobility work. Yes. Yes. Give me um, like your top three teachers. I'll put them in the show notes. Go. For mobility. Oh, Rachel Brazen for one. I love her. Well, yes. Yoga girl. Whoop, whoop. (laughs) Like ding, ding. Uh, Laura Hyman. Yes. Laura Hyman. I'll spell her name for you if you need. She's... Mm. I follow her. She's amazing. I'll put her in the show notes, guys. I'll put her in the show notes so you can follow her. She's an amazing anatomy wizard. She is. And Jen Pasteloff. Okay. Yes. Yes. I know I know all those people. Uh, I love them. I don't know them, know them, but I know them. Yeah. They, uh... <laughs> Yeah, I can't say that I know them, but I know them on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. I've literally, true story, been to Aruba. I'm going there again in May, and I've been to Aruba probably six times, maybe seven. And every mm-hmm. time I've gone, Rachel's never been on the island. <laughs> oh, wait, when are you going? In May, and she's leaving. She's leaving. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> the universe really thinks it's funny at this point? Well, the universe is saying you have to keep coming. 
I know. I just want to live in Aruba. I know. I just want to live in Aruba, and I've looked into it, and they don't make it easy. I want to just go there for a couple months out of the year just to, like, hang out when it's shitty in Pittsburgh. And, I um, love it. It's my favorite happy place. Oh, it is. Uh, a part of me wishes I lived on the East Coast just to make travel more easy. Yeah, yeah, because from California. It's so it's, much, yeah. oh, it's such a pain in the butt out here to fly that direction yes um, aruba's not that not that bad like aruba's like six hours i think yeah so it's not that bad it's not that bad um but yeah we um we go and i've been there so many times i sound like really spoiled saying that but i mean i we do and i love it i oof, just go to aruba guys if you can go to aruba just go to aruba and now i get to actually go see island yoga for the first time That's so exciting. i've never gone yet Oh, no? No, not yet. I want it so bad. But That's um, Rachel's studio, guys. I'm sure most of you guys follow Yoga Girl. Are you under, or you're under a rock. I mean, that's a possibility. That's, I mean, most yeah, people that, know who she is. Happen. Yeah, so, um, but yes, I'm going there in May, and it's just hilarious because she's leaving again. So, <laughs> if you're listening to this by chance, Rachel, because you're friends with Stephanie, then just stop leaving when I'm coming. <laughs> I know. I know. It's so sad. It's so sad. I look up to her so much. I always have. But anywho, tangent. Okay, if I never had to do this again, it would be... Uh, ooh, uh, hmm. It's tough. If I never had to do this again, it would be... Oh, that's such a tough one. I feel like I'm not really against hardcore anything. Some people are just like... The laundry. Dishes. Oh! Oh! Oh, well, that's life, you know? <laughs> that's true. Although I hate doing laundry. Yeah, I... Uh, good for gosh, you. If, if you have know. nothing, good for you. I, can, I mean, I can say something that I never want to do because I'm terrified of heights. Okay, that's like, a fun... See, that's a fun... That's a fun fact. Fun okay, fact. Like, just I feel like I would never want to bungee jump no I don't want to do that and Mm -hmm. I I, I feel like I would never want to skydive but I don't know I might scare myself into doing it someday you know I literally (laughs) am terrified to do that and true story there is someone actually in my family tree um he was in the military and his parachute didn't open (sighs) so I'm like Mm. I'm like nah I'm good I'm not I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> okay, um, let's see. What was the last book that you read or a book that you're currently reading? Ooh, I like to read five books at a time. Oh, okay. I'm one of those I'm, people. I'm one of those weird people that reads so many books at once because I need – I read based off of my mood. Okay. So I'll, I'll list a few if that's okay. Yeah. I love the Book of Joy. Mm-hmm. Uh – I I'm hunting around my house because I like to I put them in my house in sporadic places. I always leave a book in my purse, my car. I love that. <laughs> uh, ooh, this one. The Icarus Deception, Seth Godin. I think I've ooh, heard of that. And um, from here to eternity, traveling the world to find the good death. That one is amazing if you're fascinated by death and mortality. I love it. I I like that kind of stuff, though, too, (laughs) from time to time. But it's about how people take care of their dead in different cultures. Whoa. It's amazing. Um, Okay, I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, a woman travels all over the world and writes about it and how people take care of the death. That's fascinating. Their death. The dead. Well, thank you for um, rummaging around your house. <laughs> yeah. And then the subtle art of not giving a, you know, F. Oh, you're allowed to say this actually is an explicit okay. podcast. It's it's marked as. The subtle as. <laughs> art of not giving a fuck. That's a good one. And then, um, yeah, I'll leave it at, those are great. Species is in my car. Awesome. Those are a ton of great suggestions. I love that you went around your house and just did that. I had to walk around. <laughs> And, okay, I know the answer to this, this last couple of ones. Um, I know that you are a dark chocolate person. Always. I know that, and I share that with you. I also know that you're a beer person. Always. 
face. And I also am a stout, like, porter, dark beer. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> so if in some universe we were ever in the same place, we would both be drinking the same beer. <laughs> there we go. Take a yoga class, drink a beer. Yes. A side of chocolate. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Um, Self-care. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's It's not just bubble baths. It's in different forms. It is. Okay, last rapid fire question. What's your sign? Taurus. Are you? That is I my know. um that's my um my moon sign is in Taurus. So my um the, the sun sign's Leo, my moon sign is Taurus. Oh, so my I emotional don't... side is Taurus. I have no idea what my emotional side is. It's very fun. Once you look up your birth chart, you just need to know your obviously your date, birth date where and the time and you can look it up and it's like if you do to like astro.com or something you can do um your birth chart on astro.com and it's like your natal chart it's very simple like once you plug all that in and then you'll tell you your moon sign and your rising sign as well so your moon sign is like more of your it's like the sun sign is the core personality and then your moon sign is like your emotional personality and how you respond with your emotions so for me, it's also mine's in Taurus, so that's a similarity Ooh. there. So that's like I'm more of a Taurus in my emotions. It's a very chill sign, which you you seem pretty yeah. you seem pretty chill, so that makes sense. Yeah, I it's funny because this just came up. I wrote about being a Taurus a little bit. I just said I don't know very much about it, but in case you're all wondering, basically, I'm a Taurus. Um, but I. I don't know very much about it. I know that we're stubborn and I feel like I was way more stubborn when I was younger, but definitely I can feel my stubbornness creep in or, you know, I, I've no, I've been known to like hold things in and then like kind of burst out when I've been pushed, when my boundaries have been pushed mm-hmm. too hard. And But it is an earth sign. So yeah. it is very like grounded and mm-hmm. um very I love certainty I, I i i my morning routine is the same i like to wear the same clothes i like to eat the same things mm-hmm. um, not that i won't try things yeah you have like a routine love, yeah i'm like that i'm a habitual like eater so, and things yeah yeah it's a I, very I earthy grounded it's a very chill energy you mm-hmm. kind of just go with the flow energy mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. mother always told me i was her easy child and now it all makes sense Mm-hmm. Like, Same with my mom. I was her easy one. Yes. Now I'm like. I'm the oldest of five. <laughs> I'm the youngest of four. Oh my gosh. So we're like the opposite. But yeah, I was yeah. her easy baby, she always says. And I'm like, well, I'm a Taurus moon. Now I get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. Look up your birth chart. It's fun. And... You have to because so many people just in the last two days have said, what time were you born? They want to look it up for me. And so I need to, I need to look it up. Just. Just out of curiosity. Yeah, I can also, I can also on the, I can tell you where to go to after the podcast. I can like to message you and let you know because it is yeah. really cool to do. It's easy and it's free. Okay, so now that we're done with the rapid fire, I just want you to be able to have this opportunity. I know that you have a, um, you have your newsletter and you do a lot. You're doing a lot of writing these days from the heart. Mm. So if you could please use this as an opportunity to tell listeners how they can maybe get on your newsletter if they feel like they want to, you know, really have you in their inbox more often, get to know you, where they can find you on Instagram. Shoot. Cool. Uh, Okay, so I think the easiest, if you have Instagram is the easiest, go to Steffi Now. Uh, That's my handle. It's been the same handle since I got an Instagram. Uh, And then there's a link in my bio to get on my newsletter, which – I try to write at minimum one to two times a week. I did a whole month challenge, like a month, like a everyday month challenge. No, I'm not saying that correctly, but you get it. For the month of January, I wrote every single day uh, a newsletter, and I had a writing prompt at every single at the bottom of every single news newsletter. And I'm going to do another challenge probably next fall or something like that but it's I just want to get people to write I created a write club it's a fight club for people that want to write (laughs) and I I I teach a workshop a monthly workshop here in Sacramento 
I also uh, have filmed a video for people that can't get to Sacramento. It has yoga, and there's a yoga class, and we do a handful of writing prompts at the end of the class. And then soon I'm going to make it into a series. And so you can be on the lookout for that. But I think the easiest is just to go to my Instagram link in my bio and sign up. It'll be a link to my website and that's the easiest way to get on the newsletter. Perfect. Thank you for sharing that. I love that you do writing prompts because obviously this podcast was born out of the journal deck and we do writing prompts. That's what we do. (laughs) It's a pull a pull a card and it's your Oracle card means your journal prompt. You pull it and that's what you write about for the day in your journal and it's a life prompt. So I love what you're doing. I think it's keep doing it and it's awesome. And I just so appreciate this and thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. That was fun. (laughs) Yes, it was. All right, guys. That's a wrap. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Self-Care Spotlight brought to you by the Journal Deck and our Self-Care Collective online membership. And if this podcast moved you in some way, I do kindly ask you to rate and review it on iTunes so that we continue to spread our mission. Your love and attention means the world to me. Until next time, I am Alyssa Cousins signing off for the Journal Deck. Music by Lee Rosevere.